Hey, welcome to TPT's podcast. I'm Dan Friel. On this edition, we're going to check in with Alan Kunanen of West Coast Ronin and Nolantine Jones of Seven Outs. Both of these teams are competing in TBT's West Region. If you want additional information about either of these teams or anybody that's competing in TBT or anything TBT related, be sure to check out thetournament.com. Alan Kunanen, West Coast Ronin. Where does the team name come from? Well, I, I wanted to look for a unique name that kind of fit the type of team I was trying to put together. And Ronin, which is an ancient uh, Japanese samurai mercenary, uh, basically fit the type of players that I was putting together, which is basically free agent players, players that didn't have a team to play for yet or anything like that, that were looking for their first opportunity to play professionally somewhere, you know, put them all together and basically have this ultimate free agent team that that uh, I'm going to try to promote and help them get to the next level and everything like that. How did this team come together? Well, uh, this year, it was a combination of John Taylor's uh, Python team. He had a couple of players that he brought over when we merged. And uh, I had two players from last year that came back to play this year. And uh, the rest of the players were contacts that I made from recruiting last year. Um, and, you know, finally, this year, they felt like they wanted to give it a try. I got them to come on board this time around. Why are you playing in TBT in 2016? Well, a lot of my players, you know, unlike some of the other teams, you know, they don't, uh, they haven't played together since they were like little kids or, you know, they're not an, an alumni team that, you know, played back in the day and, 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 and trying to relive their March Madness, uh, you know, heydays and everything. So, so these guys, they're all over the, all over the West Coast uh, wanting to get together and, uh, you know, show everybody that uh, they can compete with the best. Yeah. What would it mean to win TBT? It would mean a lot. I mean, a lot of these guys come from small programs. You know, um, for me, I, it was just a dream that always had as a little kid. You know, I never had the opportunity to play at the college level. Um, you know, this is my dream of being a GM, being Bob Myers. And everything, and, and and these these players want to want to prove that uh, you know they could beat the best. Which team in the West Region besides yourselves do you think is the best? Well, obviously, Team Twenty Three. You know, um, you know, they were just one shot away from winning it all, and I think that uh, they got a better team this time around as well. Um, that uh, Boston College team definitely looks tough. Um, Colorado, you know, I I I wouldn't want to be paired up against any of them in the first round. What did you take away from the experience last year when you guys competed in 2015? Well, last year, the feeling was more of, we're just glad to be here. You know, we wanted to see what this was all about. Um, wanted to just try to feel the team, get the experience, you know, try to see what, uh, what, what TBT was. Yeah, it was, it was all about. And you guys ran a professional ship out there and, and it was, was excellent opportunity to, to showcase players and and this year you know it's kind of a I wanted to see I want I want to see this year that what I could put on paper can compete with the best um, last year only had half of my squad show up uh, so this year I kind of have a higher expectations because now I've I've got the players that I really wanted to to try to compete in for that uh, for that money you live in the bay area do your guys mainly come from that area 
got about ha- over half of the players come from the Bay Area. Yeah. And then I got one player over in Washington and then uh, one in L.A. And then, again, a couple of players that uh, that came from uh, the other team, uh, the Pythons. So one's in actually New York and one's in Florida. Are you guys getting together in advance of the of the games? Minicamp or anything like that? We, we, we try. We have, you know, nothing like an official practices, but some players play together. Um, there's some uh, programs out here that some of my guys are involved in, so they're they're continuing to play, um, you know, to get ready for 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 our first round and everything. And and I guess depending on when our when our first game is, we're going to try to get together beforehand see what we can do now you have an actual professional background in sports uh but it's football not basketball how did you get into football and then what made you really kind of want to get into tbt with the basketball angle well i was always a big sports fanatic so you know unfortunately god didn't bless me with the size and then the height to to play basketball at the next level or to play football at the next level but uh you know i felt the best best thing to that would be to represent these athletes. So I got into NFL representation. So I've been doing that since 2005, kind of on the side and everything. But uh, basketball is, has been my first love. So I kind of wanted to get back to that. And, and TBT was an excellent way to, to, to get back into basketball. Any NFL players that we would, uh, we would know? Um, not anymore. I, I mostly deal with a lot of small school guys, um, rookies, but unfortunately, a lot of these players, these these small school small school rookies, they they don't last that long. Um, you know, I'm looking for my next uh, Victor Cruz or or Tony Romo, but uh, it's it's tough. One thing that's really amazing about the NFL is just how much it like a winner go home basketball tournament. You have to succeed every single time. It yeah. seems like, uh, or you're out. Uh, are those lessons that you kind of tell these guys as they're trying to make it from a small school into the big stage? And is that something you think you'll you'll be able to impart to the guys on the TBT team as well? Yeah, I mean, my I always had this underdog type of mentality, you know, and and, and coming from small schools, I mean, these players always felt like they were underdogs and always had something to prove, you know. And I, and I tell them, you know, it, it doesn't matter from what school you come from or, or whatnot. I mean, if you can ball, you can ball, and and I, and I tell them, hey, anybody can win this tournament. And you look at the what's that, the Hoosiers, the movie, and everything like that. You know, kind of inspires you to to try hard. And you know, there's always a chance. You know, you have a guy like that. You've actually written me um, about before. I'm I might be mispronouncing his last name, Brian Goins. Yeah, Brian Goins. Yeah. Goins. Can, can you tell us about Brian and what it, it makes his background so unique and special? Yeah, no, he's uh, he was a kid that uh, was recruited out of junior college, but while he was going to junior college, you know, he was basically homeless at one point, you know, his, his mother, um, moved, moved to, uh, uh, to Alabama when he was still, still in school. And so he's kind of on his own living, you know, friends' houses and, and things like that. And then one of the junior college coaches is just, uh, recruited him, saw, saw him playing a lot of, uh, you know, playground basketball and everything. And, uh, and yeah, no, he's, he's, he's a talented player. And uh, he he eventually earned a scholarship at uh, Cal State San Bernardino, and uh, you know he he's looking to prove to the world that uh, he can play with with the best. You mentioned at the beginning, but how did the connection uh, with John arise that led to you 
joining forces with him, John Taylor, who had been managing the Pythons team. Yeah, well, I mean, this year the voting process was crazy. Um, you know, I, I had to think outside the box. What's the what's going to give me the edge to try to get as much votes as possible? And as we got closer to the deadline, you know, I figured, well, let me try to reach out to some of these teams that uh, look like they're doing a good job with the votes, but might not get in and might want to partner up. And, and John Taylor's team was one of them. You know, he he was a passionate, he seemed like a passionate uh, person in it that wanted to really get into to the TBT. I think last year um, he tried to get in, but he fell short. And then this year he tried again, you know, and then, uh, you know, so I reached out to him, got his contact info from you. And yeah, when I, when I started talking to him, he was just excited and he was telling me everything that he had and, and he was going right into scouting reports of all his players. And before I could even ask him, tell him what, you know, what we need to do to get votes and, and everything. But uh, yeah. And then, and then his, on his birthday, um, which was like a week before the deadline, all he did was get votes. You know, this, this guy, I think it's one of the most passionate um, people out there that uh, I think TBT would, you know, would love to have as, as uh, I guess you could say, someone to endorse TBT, you know. You wrote a um, really impassioned email at one point. It's sitting up on your team page now on the tournament.com. And it talks about how you were stuck in rush hour traffic. I, you know, I, obviously you can read it and everyone that's listening can read what you wrote. But I was hoping you could kind of talk about as you're sitting there in the car, what's going through your mind. You hear something on the radio about TBT and then what led you to where you are now in, in 2016? Yeah, you know, I was, I was like, like you mentioned, I was stuck in traffic trying to get home and I'm listening to sports talk radio. and then. I don't know if it was you or whoever it was, but there was an interview about TBT. And, and then I was just listening to it and he said, Oh yeah, it's a $1 million um, tournament. Anybody can sign up and, and join. And I said, wait, wait, what is this about? You know, like, so I, you know, pulled off to the side, you know, exited, parked, and then looked at my smartphone, looked it up. Oh yeah, this looks legit. And then as soon as I got home, started thinking about, all right, I'm going to try to put, t- put a team together. And um, try and do this, and then there was only about like two weeks left from when I, from when I first uh, got whiff of it. And then, but then uh, I think it was Jesse called me the next day and said, "All right, you know, let's let's get you up and running." And everything, yeah, I was excited. <laughs> do you normally sort of jump into stuff like that, or is that out of character for you to have done that? Um, I've been known to you know to try to start up things. Um, I mean, I've, I've been involved in, in, in semi-pro football in the past too. I've, I've owned and managed a couple teams in the past. So this was kind of similar in that where I knew how to like build a team and, and, you know, from scratch and everything. So it's, it's always exciting for me to, to do that. You know, this is, you know, like I, if, if I could have a dream job, it would be a GM in the NBA, you know? Well, I think if you if you win if you put together a team that wins TPT, that's probably a good a pretty good uh, thing to have on your resume for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I really appreciate your time, Alan. Thank you so much for joining us. Good luck in in LA coming up in the next week or two. All right, thanks, Dan. All right, I'm Nolan T. Jones with Seven Outs. Where does the team name come from? Uh, it's so we're from Vegas. It's a reference if you've ever gone and played any craps. Seven is the number you want to avoid. Uh, I think last year it also had double meaning in that they had about seven guys uh, at the start of things. 
but yeah, the, the craps reference is where the name came from originally. How did this team seven outs come together? Uh, a lot of hustle on GM Bruce Williams' part. Uh, these are these are guys that he's put a lot into finding and you know checking up on where they're at and making certain you know game film wise. I, I can't tell you the amount of film he has watched to make certain that he's got a group that he thinks is going to mesh. You know, this is a small time frame. He wants everybody to be ready to go, and he's got a really great group of not only professionals but people that he has seen consistently hustle, and that's a really big thing to him. Why is seven outs playing in TBT? To win. Like, I, I think everybody on this team is the sort of person that, uh, it, especially the guys that I've played with and, and hung out with so far, uh, they like to win. Like, they, they are people who they've got that competitive spirit and they're, they're going to run even when they're down 20 points. And I, I think that's important. And as a matter of fact, I think, too, uh, I know for a fact, watching the, the game where they got eliminated last year, uh, the guys who are returning this year are the guys who, when they were down and losing the game last year, uh, they were still running when when things were you know at, away from them. And I think that's a really uh, that's a testament to what sort of group this is. What would it mean to seven outs to win TBT? Uh, it, it, who doesn't want to be able to brag about I want a two million dollar nationally televised tournament? Like that's that, that's just the sort of thing that. There's definitely a, a, a hoop dreams element to all of this, and I think that's the sort of thing that everybody taps into. You know, it, it's it's exciting and it's it's easy to be able to point to, hey, watch this, and uh, that's something I think everybody's looking forward to. Which team in the West region besides yourselves do you guys think is the best? I don't know about the best. Uh, I've I've only watched you know some footage from last year, but I I am interested to see uh, how Team Twenty Three does. Uh, the, the team that knocked seven outs out last year. Uh, but beyond that, uh, I think we're, you know, I'd, I'd say that that's, that's a look for me as somebody who's doing some coaching. Uh, I don't think these guys care about anything like that. I think these guys are just motivated to go out there and, and play the first game. And then, you know, after that, hopefully play the second game and so on and so forth. No, and you weren't involved in the team last year, but I was hoping you can kind of tell us how it is that you got involved with the squad. Uh, it's one of those, uh, I play a lot of basketball in the Las Vegas area and I, I didn't quite realize how much until people started to like, I'd come into a gym and I'd know everybody. And, then, and that's one of those like, Oh, how did this happen? And, uh, and Bruce is the same sort of way that he's just kind of omnipresent around the, the gyms here in town. And we got into each other's circles and I started to, to work out. So seven outs also incorporates some local teams and, and we do some some smaller tournaments and I play on all of that. But it got to a point where, you know, as he's onboarding people and running through plays and stuff like that, uh, while I don't necessarily have the uh, the springs or the speed to be the sort of person you'd want for the TBT, I do have the understanding of the offense and why you're standing in a position and why you're trying to do a certain thing on a certain sort of screen uh, that he found useful in terms of uh, of getting guys up to speed. And he was like, hey, you want to make this more real? Like, you want to be a part of this and uh, and help out? And uh, at that point, too, I, I had already started to, even though it was you know, the, the national level of seven outs and I'm more the, the local level, uh, I like Bruce and I like the guys who have been around, so I've been pushing and, and helping as far as the vote gathering and that sort of thing. So it just, I don't know, it became kind of a natural fit that, why don't you come down to LA with us? Why don't you, why don't you see what happens next? And uh, I'm, I'm excited to be along for the ride. How much of the game footage have you actually watched from last year? It sounds like you've gone through almost every game. 
yeah, I think so. Uh, uh, the Team Twenty Three Grantland. Uh, who was the the? It, well, and one of the guys that we picked up this year, Jamal Trice, was actually uh, played against him in the first game uh, they played last year. So yeah, I've I've definitely sat down, watched the footage, and got a feeling for um, you know both both you know watching the other team to some extent, but that that's, hasn't been the focus yet because you know we don't know exactly uh, who we're playing and what to worry about. But but seeing you know the guys that are returning, so uh, Drew, Paul, uh, Drew Lavender, Paul Marjorie, and, and some of those other guys, seeing what their skill set is, seeing you know what things might have hung them up on the offense. Uh, getting a feel for what they look like when they're tired, so I know when to holler and and be helping to bring them out. Uh, just just getting that sort of uh, body language feeling for what they're doing and and what they'll need to be in top form this year. What was your reaction when you saw the game winning three that Drew Lavender hit over Brian Scalabrini last I mean, year? It's it's an amazing thing. Like uh, I, I don't know if you've seen like Bruce on his uh, on his personal website for Seven Outs like wrote a full-on examination of why he thought it was one of the best shots he's ever seen in person. Like, like just the decision-making for it and uh, the, the intelligence of, you know, knowing what is needed at that point in time and not making a mistake. Uh, you know, seeing it, knowing it's coming, you know, the first time you sit down and watch it is obviously a different thing than, than having seen it live, but it's a really good basketball play. Uh, from a guy who obviously you know understands the game and and uh, has some ice in his veins, so uh, that it, it's it's exciting and uh, and I'm hoping uh, to see some more things like that out of him. But at the same time, I know uh, and this is something. Last night we were watching some game film and we were talking about what uh, what we're going to have in terms of last second plays and that you need that sort of preparation. And both Bruce and I are sitting there going. But we hope it never comes down to that again. <laughs> you know, like you never, you never want to have to take the last second of play. You just want to uh, be ready if that comes upon you. In terms of you know Drew's play last year, everybody was calling him Drew the Glue. You know, he really ran the offense, and it was clear that he was in total control as that team progressed uh, to the Super Seventeen. Do you expect that that'll be a similar scenario this year for you guys? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see any reason to think that uh, that his role is going to be diminished in any way. I, I think the only thing that's going to be different is I think we've got a few more bodies uh, just overall so that we can get people some rest. And uh, I think, too, that um, overall, I think our hustle level is, is a little bit better uh, in terms of the guys that we picked up to the guys who aren't returning. We've got some people who really... Uh, are are willing to run and spread the floor in a way that I mean it so watching that team 23 game last night uh, again and uh, I was watching you know just the amount the the beginning of that basketball game it takes like six minutes for seven outs to even score like it it's a really ugly awful basketball game like it, it's not fun uh, and and realizing what that is is forcing a lot of dribbling. The, the ball, you know, you, you talked about glue a second ago. The ball is sticking, and it's not sticking in Drew's hands. Drew is doing an excellent job of, of moving it around, but there are there are issues there that uh, we're going to make certain are not issues this time out. Well, what do you think happened, and, and you're talking about this with Bruce, but what do you think happened between the regional round and the Super 17 round? Because, you know, looking at well, the way the seven outs progressed, they beat the number one seed in Grantland last year, which had a couple of former NBA guys, high-level overseas pros. 
and then they get to the game against Team 23, and it ended up being a blowout. What happened? I, I think, uh, and, and this is one of those things, I'm not there. Uh, it, my interpretation is uh, there, there, was a, there was a new element on the team from one game to the next, uh, somebody who had not played previously, and, and I see the ball sticking a lot there. Uh, and so that's, that's the sort of thing. That, that's my analysis. Uh, uh, don't, don't pin that on any of the other guys because I have no idea what their thoughts would be. But uh, there, there's definitely – I don't think you can watch that footage – uh, coming into it cold and not have some feeling of that. That, huh, there's there's definitely, uh, this guy is more interested in dribbling the ball than he is getting the ball to the next guy over. And so in terms of ball movement and that kind of stuff, obviously that comes with familiarity and it comes with trust among the players. Is that something that you guys are working towards uh, this summer, what's the workout yeah, I mean, plan it, like? What's the what's the training camp situation? It, there's all there's already been a fair amount. Like, uh, so it, it's one of those things. Anytime, and it, the, these guys are coming from all over. We've got a lot of guys to play overseas. We got a lot of guys um, uh, across the U.S. And so it's a matter of you know if they're in town in Vegas because most of them have Vegas ties of some sort um, that they've been working out and coming and, and whether it's shooting, whether it's you know pickup, whether it's uh, just helping them in the offense. Uh, in terms of the local team here, we've had uh, when we've had availability. I think both Paul and uh, Jamal have played with us on the local team in in essentially a rec league game, uh, just to have a chance to run the offense and a, and, a, and a chance to be around some of the other guys. And those those are guys that they get basketball, and you get very very like being on a court with them. I'm incredibly comfortable with what's coming you know like i i know that they're not going to make dumb passes i know that they're going to run the floor uh they're a pleasure to work with they're professionals uh as a matter of fact there was there was one day i was playing with paul somewhere and uh what was it we were we were playing with and against a local high school out here in vegas uh for to to help them out with something and we get to the end of a really good game of basketball and Paul picks up his phone and he says, well, I'm out for the next month. I just got a call from Mexico to play for X amount of dollars. Uh, I'll, I'll see you guys down the road. Like that's the sort of people these are that, uh, that, you know, that these are professional basketball players who can turn it on and, and understand what it is to, to, you know, jump in with a new team and be a teammate in those sorts of situations. So I'm not anticipating any problems, and I'm super excited. We will have uh, – I think we're going to have everybody in town in L.A. that week before our first game where we can really have a chance to go through some things and make certain that everybody knows everybody and can mesh, which is more than they got last year by my understanding. Vegas is really known as the mecca of basketball in the summer. It's not just the NBA Summer League that's sure. in town. It's every – it seems like almost every overseas professional is in Vegas for the summer. There's workouts, tryout camps. Uh, all these leagues are doing all these different things over there. For those that haven't seen what that happen, what that's like in the summer and how that happens, can you kind of set the stage of what Vegas becomes in the summer as it pertains to basketball? It's, it's amazing, and uh, I'll say – Selfishly, one of the things that's most amazing about it is that the the level of just so I come from the Midwest originally. I'm from Kansas originally, and when I go home and play in a pickup basketball game, uh, a, screens away from the ball just happen. Like it's just a natural part of of the world. 
And in Las Vegas, there's some West Coast influence that stops that. <laughs> like for, for some reason, there's a lot more isolation ball and a lot more nonsense that's uh, I'm going to dribble three times between my legs and, and shoot up a shot to, to prove something to you. And over the summer in Las Vegas, uh, that changes like dramatically, uh, just, just going to the gyms around town because you do have people who really play basketball and they, they're confident enough in their game that they aren't trying to prove things in that way. They're just trying to win. And I think that that's something that's, uh, that's special about having that sort of seasonal change here. But I mean, beyond that, there is just that, that overall excitement to all things, you know, NBA summer league definitely being a large part of it that we do have uh, not just it, it, it's amazing because it's not just the play, but it's like we're such a shopping mecca that, that everybody's talking about. Yo, you gotta go get the new hyper dunks. Like you, we've got a t- a two story Nike store downtown, and and that's the sort of stuff that people start talking about too. It really does just become uh, it, as as a person who grew up around a lot of basketball. I love being in this town over the summer because of those sorts of things that uh, that all it all just kind of comes together for three months, and uh, that that's special. No, I really appreciate your time. We'll see you out in uh, in Los Angeles this summer. Uh, not a, not too far from Las Vegas. You guys driving? No, or flying? Thankfully. What's the plan? Uh, I'm driving. I, I think a lot of the guys from out here are driving, but we've got. I, I know that there's a list of people we got to go pick up at the airport day one. So <laughs> <laughs> don't be late. Yeah. No All problem. Right, th- thanks, Nolan. Thank- I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.